the majority of my clients, they tell me uh, when they get onboarded or when they fill out their application, they're always saying, I consumed your, maybe not the entire thing, but your entire podcast before deciding that I wanted to work with you. Like that was the selling point. That's what I fell in love with, uh, your frameworks and your style, like your coaching style and all these things. So I have basically, you want to call it proof that the podcast really freaking works. And it's the exact mm-hmm. same thing with other speaking opportunities. People will be like, I heard you on this podcast. I saw you on that summit. And I think it's really freaking beautiful the way that it works. Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch strategist, mom of one, and Netflix chocoholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice, impact, and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Growth Without Social series. Today I'm chatting with the Steph Wharton. Steph is a leadership and visibility coach and speaker on a mission to help underrepresented folks realize they can transcend past the rules and shoulds that folks in the online space perpetuate. How? By confidently embracing your thought leadership and speaker identity to amplify your impact beyond social media, which, oh, I get little flutters when I read those words, Steph. (laughs) Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning, or should I say good evening for you? Yes, good afternoon. Good afternoon. (laughs) I'll embrace that. It will be warmer if it's the afternoon over here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm a little bit cold. I'm wearing a blanket right now. But I'm really excited for this conversation. I just feel like we've been connected for a while now and just we keep resonating with this kind of theme of like speaking, podcasting, right? Just like getting off of socials or even if you don't want to fully get off, just finding more sustainable ways where you feel a little bit less pressure and you can just like thrive and really own your voice. And this is now the series, uh, the bundle, like everything that we're collaborating with is just so freaking aligned. So I'm like, yes, let's get it. Like, let's dive even deeper right now. 100%. And that's exactly what we're going to do. But before we do, I would love it if you could share a little bit more about you and how you got started in your business. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I'm going to keep it relatively short because I had so many freaking pivots. But when I first got started, I was in the design world. I was a brand designer, brand strategist, And it all kind of started as a hobby because I was so freaking burnt out with corporate. I was in insurance for seven years and I was like, I need a hobby. I I just need something to take my mind off of like the day to day. And just one thing after another, like I took so many courses. I ended up starting this business uh, in design. I went full time, moved across the country and I did so many different mini either pivots or shifts or like I just kept diving deeper into different areas of the business that I was in at the time that I just like was so lit up by until all of a sudden I just I realized that I was doing a lot of like either speaking engagements or interviews for the design business then for the coaching business that I had and I was like hold up this is like my favorite part so I just like I decided one day it felt honestly it felt terrifying because it felt like too big of a jump and I was 
at the time, I didn't think I was seeing anybody, at least not in my world online, anybody who was doing that and owning the speaking visibility world beyond PR specialists, which of course they've always been around. Uh, So I was like, do I really just own this? Like, is there going to even like demand for this kind of uh, expertise? But I loved it so much and it was just working so well for my business from like a organic, uh, less pressure, ease filled kind of way of running my business. And I was like, you know what? No, I I have to do it. Like if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it because this is where I have fun. Uh, So I just went all in and I was like, you know what? I want to be a leadership and visibility coach going forward. Like we're owning it. And that's pretty much how I got here, where we are today. Amazing. So what was your first speaking engagement and how did you find it? Uh, The first speaking engagement was actually an in-person panel in Toronto and I ended up finding it. So it found me. Um, Basically what I was doing is I was creating a lot of content on Instagram and just for context, I know that I said that I started with design, but that's not something that I went to school for. I just took courses online, right? So what I actually went to school for was business. So I took marketing courses, sales courses, like entrepreneurship, like I was in that world, like sales psychology. So basically what was happening is I was creating a lot of content on Instagram and that came really naturally to me to just market, to show up. Um, I'm sort of like an ambivert. So a bit of an extrovert, bit of an introvert. It Mm. really just depends on the context and how much energy I have. Um, So basically the business side of things were coming really naturally and the design part was a little bit more of a struggle. Like I really had to work hard for that side. So it wasn't even a speaking opportunity for my area of expertise being design. It was somebody who said, you do Instagram marketing really well. Like I love your energy. I love your vibe. Can I please have you come into this in-person speaking event? It's going to be all about Instagram marketing. And I was like, you know what? Like, Sure. I mean, terrifying because an in-person event about a a topic that I'm not even technically an expert in, at least not. I don't own that as my area of expertise, but it just sounded cool. It sounded fun. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I get to connect locally with people who uh, are in the entrepreneurship space. And I didn't have any entrepreneur in-person besties yet. So it, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. So I said yes. And I just I went, I showed up and I was like, let's do it. Wow, that sounds so scary. You went from like not speaking to right into in person. Like, don't pass, go. <laughs> literally, go literally, the most like speaking, if you will, that I was doing was utilizing my own platform. So I was showing up on stories yeah. uh, on Instagram, which I-, I love to view that as like, yeah, it's you get to make social media or whatever marketing platform you have, even if it's email, even if it's podcasting, that gets to be your stage. Like you're still practicing uh, the way that you use your voice, the way that you share your message. And that's all laying the groundwork for when you actually go on a stage or when you do a speaking engagement that's a little bit more uh, traditional in the speaking sense. And by that point, is it going to be scary? Yeah, absolutely. Like I get butterflies. I get nervous almost every single time I speak. But you're ready like you you are so ready to share like your mission and to connect with people and to just serve in a new and more intimate and different way. Yeah, yeah, not 100 percent. And something that I think is quite unique to you. Obviously, I don't know everyone in online space, but what drew me to you is when you talk about, you know, stepping into embracing your speaker identity and you make a really good point about podcasting being like your stage. That's something that I 
talk to or talk about with my clients. Like my framework is very much about using your podcast to sign more clients and becoming a paid speaker. And just yesterday I was recording um, an episode on another podcast and we were having this conversation around, well, how can your podcast be your stage? And I was like, well, <laughs> we've not got all day, <laughs> but you being the expert, do you mind just sharing a little bit more, especially where you do have a podcast as well? So you, you come from both angles. If anyone's listening, whether they have a podcast or not, and they dream of the TED talk or the big conference or whatever, how can a podcast help prepare them for that huge moment? Yeah. So it's actually kind of funny because I was literally filling out a form last night. So somebody sent me like an application slash form uh, to get all my information and details for a guest speaking opportunity. Right. And one of the questions that was on the form was, if you have something available, can you please include uh, a link to a podcast interview or uh, some sort of clip of you speaking so I can get a sense of like what your speaking style is, what your expertise is about more in depth beyond what I can see you posting on Instagram. And I was like, yes, I've got millions. Like I actually went ahead and created, uh, they're not millions, I'm way over exaggerating. <laughs> a few. <laughs> a, a few, yes. Um, what I did is I created a playlist with all the podcast interviews that I've been on. So if anybody else needs to find them or I need to quickly access them, they're all there on one playlist on Spotify, right? So I quickly picked one of the latest ones, hoping that that would be more on brand and on message basing, mm. based on what I want to talk about now. And I just sent it through and I didn't have to hesitate. I was so proud of the last couple interviews that I've done that I'm like, that's going to do the selling for me, especially when you're still submitting an application. Like going back to your question, if you want to land like a TEDx, uh, if you want to land some sort of like in-person speaking engagement and you don't have a strong relationship with somebody, with whoever the host or whoever the, is planning this event and the speakers, to have a, uh, an example whether it's just you solo talking on your own podcast or even an interview if you don't have a podcast yet, that's going to be so powerful because people really get to tap into the energy and how passionate you are for that topic that that can be the application as a whole. Of course, you have to share all the information, but that in itself can be the selling factor to book you on that stage. Yeah, I love that you've mentioned the playlist because and I think a big part of like when you're guesting or applying for summits or whatever the opportunity might be, it's just putting your best foot forward, right? Making sure that that person has everything they need to make it a hell. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I have to have her or him on like in my event. Exactly. So I love that. I love that idea. And I find that if you have your own podcast, now you have like infinite uh, potential mm -hmm. to share different stories and different angles. And I think that's actually crucial because when you have like a signature speaking topic, you might be sharing that over and over and over and over again. And I mean, that's awesome. Like repetition is key, right? Uh, especially if you're trying to convert these new audiences, these new communities into paying clients or even into your free content. Uh, so it's really, really awesome to like refine that one guest uh, speaking topic, let's say. But when you have your own podcast and you get to try all these different angles, now you have a higher chance of having a fresh perspective that the community host, the podcast host, the uh, event coordinator, whatever, has not heard before. 
And now they're like, mm. ooh, you know what? Like, so-and-so has a fresh perspective that we don't have on this lineup that I haven't seen before. I want them to come here and share these new concepts, frameworks, thoughts, etc., with my community. That's going to be so much more powerful as opposed to all of us in the online space saying the same thing over and over again. Who's going to want to invite you as a guest if everybody has heard your story a million times? So that's just a great opportunity to almost like um, have like a unique edge as a speaker, let's say. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole episode (laughs) by itself. So you will definitely have you back on the podcast. But it ties in with what I say to my launch clients. Like, If they have that goal of speaking, I do say to them, like, what would your signature topic be? On our podcast, we don't want to give them, like you said, We want to take a small piece of it and talk about it in different ways because you never know who's going to find your podcast and listen to your podcast, but we just want to give them a taste. And if you can differentiate yourself, like you said, from other people, then it's, it's a dead, it's a no brainer. Yes. So I love that you've, you know, I feel like, yes, Rosemary knows what she's talking about. (laughs) 1000% you do. Yeah. I actually saw a piece of content and it resonated a lot because yeah, you, there's so many different angles. Like even I think about my own marketing, like you had mentioned the whole, oh, beyond social media. Like I love that term, right? For other people, for other audiences, maybe they don't care to go beyond social media, but they mm. care to diversify their marketing so that they're on multiple platforms. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's what resonates with you, maybe some people are just tired of Instagram. Some people love Instagram and just want more platforms. Some people are capped out on social media and are making millions off of that. And now they're like, well, how can I get in front of more people in a sustainable way so I can sign more clients on like a mass scale, like group programs, passive offers. So if you talk to those specific things and you use all the different examples and terminology in different episodes, now when people tune in, Mm. the one that resonates, they're going to be like, ooh, that's what my community wants. That's what my ideal client is looking for. That's what the people in my mastermind are working towards. So now you take that angle, which is technically the same expertise, but for a different Mm. end goal, and you go ahead and present it inside the mastermind, inside of the in-person event, inside of the podcast series, summit, etc. There is my tip of the day, guys. (laughs) I've just shifted my entire content strategy. (laughs) No, that's really, really good. I hadn't quite, because yeah, a lot of my clients have built successful businesses. Um, They won't necessarily admit out loud that they're tapped out. They might, you know, I'm ready to start the podcast, (laughs) but they wouldn't, it's almost like a fear of saying it out loud in case, I don't know, the universe turns off the tap or something but I've had definitely had clients fall into that bracket and then I have definitely personally fallen into I'm over it (laughs) like what are other sustainable platforms um like we were talking about before we hit record like I have not had a client from Instagram until I decided three years in I was done with Instagram (laughs) right my clients have always come from my podcast of podcast appearances on other podcasts. And so I just don't know why I felt the need to keep beating that drum. But that you said, everyone is different. Yeah. And sometimes there's something about the platform that, yeah, it keeps you hooked because maybe to a certain extent you enjoy certain parts of it or you see people experience results in ways that feel either aligned or excited to you. So you just keep doing the thing. 
Like for me, I'm still going in a similar trajectory as you, but I've seen success on Instagram, right? Like mm-hmm. I've I've loved it. Like that's been one of the uh, key ways to market and to sign clients. However, the bigger revenue generating activity has been speaking. So I've yeah. always been teetering between the two and trying to basically put on all that work on my plate, on my calendar. And now, like with a new baby, I'm like, do I really want to be showing up on Instagram the way that I was before? I loved it. I was seeing results from it, but it just, it's not as aligned with my values anymore. So this year for me is all about experimentation. I'm like, if speaking and collaborating and partnerships work so freaking well for my business, why don't I lean in heavily, like way more than I ever have before, like go on a massive visibility tour. And then for social media, you know what? If I have the capacity, sure, I'll do a little bit here and there. But otherwise, what if I just come up with a new, more like simple visibility strategy for Instagram? So it's more low touch. I'm there, but barely so that people, if they're still interested, they can take action. They can join in on the fun. But otherwise, I'm going to be focusing on a completely other um, way of marketing and being visible because it feels a lot more aligned with what I want my life and my business to look like going forward. Yeah, no, I love that. So talk to us a little bit about, you've touched on it before, you're just had a new baby. So life is looking or will start looking (laughs) very, very different. And so, you know, we start our businesses to align with our lifestyle. So you're going to start shifting and focusing more in speaking. And I know when we connected about this series, the reason why I reached out is because you had posted a thread that, you know, you get a lot of your clients from podcasting because I talk about this all the time, but I feel as though not many other people (laughs) are talking about how their podcast works for them. And so the majority think it's just this endless pit of, I don't know, time suckiness, if that's even a word. Um, And they have to wait years and years before they see any results when actually that couldn't be furthest from the truth. So I'd love to hear more about how your podcast has supported you in your business and how you have tied the podcast with the speaking, or maybe it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's funny. I feel like you're definitely going to resonate with this. My, what is it called? My downloads, my plays per episode, they're not that high. Like, I don't have this massive following. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I remember I was looking at... uh the plays while I was on mat leave because I've barely been marketing the podcast while I've been away. And I think it was somewhere between like some of the episodes were sitting at like nine and then there was some at 15, some at 25. Like it was pretty low. Whereas like my Instagram is significantly higher in terms of like viewership, right? It's still not viral or anything like that. But it if you were to compare it, it's a lot bigger. Uh, there's definitely more eyes on it. But The majority of my clients, they tell me uh, when they get onboarded or when they fill out their application, they're always saying, I consumed your, maybe not the entire thing, but your entire podcast before deciding that I wanted to work with you. Like that was the selling point. That's what I fell in love with, uh, your frameworks and your style, like your coaching style and all these things. So I have basically, you want to call it proof that the podcast really freaking works. And it's the exact same Mm. thing with other speaking opportunities. People will be like, I heard you on this podcast. I saw you on that summit. And I think it's really freaking beautiful the way that it works. So uh, one of these concepts that I coach my clients on is my signature visibility framework. 
And it's all about speaking collaborations and strategic partnerships. So you can be very speaker forward, like visible on video, audio, et cetera, or you can have collaborations and partnerships behind the scenes, like bundles, uh, affiliate marketing, like different kind of partnerships, right? Uh, so essentially the way that it all ends up working is that you can have somebody finding you on a summit, then hopping onto your email marketing through a lead magnet, then consuming all your emails there. Then from there, they find out about your podcast. They consume all your content there. Then from there, your social media, like whatever it may be. So they're hopping, they're ping-ponging back and forth between all these different platforms, all your different types of marketing and speaking opportunities. And that's how people end up reaching out and they say, hey, I heard you on this summit in March, then that summit in August. Then I saw I consumed <laughs> your podcast because I had I've been following you for 10 months and I didn't even know you had a podcast because you're that bad at marketing it or I just didn't see your content. And then I just fell in love and I was like, OK, you mentioned X, Y, Z, like you're doing private coaching or a mastermind or whatever resonated at the time. How can we work together? Right. And then we're hopping on a sales call. And it's just like whether people find you on one platform or whether they ping pong, it all gets to work off of each other. But specifically with speaking, you go a lot more in depth, not necessarily in topic. The topic, yes, absolutely, on your podcast or even on interviews, you can really dive deep, but it's more in depth in terms of like what people get from you because people get a little bit of your expertise. They get a little bit of like your values because you start sharing like why things matter to you, why uh, they matter to your clients. You share client examples, you share your own personal stories, and they get to see more of your personality because all of a sudden you're just speaking. Like a lot of us, when we are answering questions or when we're recording our own podcasts, Yes, you might have a little bit of like a marketing filter behind like on the back of your mind where you're like, oh, let's try and like sell our offer or let's try and like really hone in on this area of expertise. But you're just having fun. You're just talking. So people get to see a little bit of that shine through. Whereas on more traditional marketing platforms, we try for the most part, unfortunately, we try so hard to get it right for that one piece of content. It has to convert. It has to land. It has to get the engagement. But with a podcast, I feel like you get to release all that. And you're just like, let me just record an entire thing. I'm just going to riff and you get sidetracked and you enter this other example and this other story. And all of a sudden you wrap it up and it all kind of beautifully comes together because yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the way it is. And that can be so much more powerful. So whether it's your podcast or speaking engagements, people get that side of you, right? And it's a lot harder to get that to come across through your regular marketing. Yeah, no, I love that. As you were speaking, I started to think about, so that first speaking engagement opportunity, was that really like the beginning? You loved it so much and you thought, right, this is for me. And then is that where the visibility tour idea came from or was that much later from the very first speaking engagement i did yeah no <laughs> okay that took yeah. some time it definitely took some time so when it came to speaking as like a strategy or even like my signature visibility framework it took i want to say about a year so when i okay. finally pivoted into my leadership and visibility role oh Actually, it might have been two years. It took a year to go into coaching. And then a year later, I pivoted into leadership and visibility coaching. So it took two years of doing random speaking engagements here and there. Not like a ton, because I obviously didn't realize the potential it had. Um, but I think the one that like really brought it home was one that I had done towards the beginning of the year, let's say spring. 
And then almost a year later, somebody reached out and said that it, it was, oh, I, I was, I heard you in this podcast. I was feeling like a nudge, like a pull to kind of reach out. But honestly, I don't know. Like, I would just love to talk in the future. I just, I, I just wanted to tell you basically, because I was just feeling that kind of that I could, yeah. that you would like not like pitch me or sell me or whatever. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like whenever you're ready, like fill in an application, we can chat. They ended up filling an application. We ended up hopping on a sales call and they ended up signing to work together like right away as opposed to waiting an almost year, which is what they originally had planned. And I was like, wait, I'm like, how did that happen so fast? <laughs> what and just happened? Yeah. And also, how did this come like this lead, this client out of the blue 10 months after the podcast episode actually aired? Like that's an incredible shelf life on one piece of content. So that blew my mind. So that's when I was like, okay, no, we got to implement this framework. Um, and you mentioned the visibility tour. So that's, yeah, the challenge where you get to basically spend 30 days attracting speaking opportunities through your marketing, through your content. That didn't come until this past summer. So I'm going to get the math wrong, but let's say three more years uh, but after wow, okay. my signature visibility framework. So yeah, yeah. it just... It's one of those things where before the visibility tour challenge, every offer that I created, I think I was too intentional. Like I kept sitting and being like, what can I come up with? Like what, how can I expand my product suite? And the offers that came like, yeah, they were cool. They were awesome. But it was still, there was an energy or like an element of like, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make things happen. Whereas visibility tour, it was almost like a fluke. I just had a random idea one day and I was like, I'm about to go on mat leave. Like, let's say at the time, I think it was like six months away and I want to become more visible. I'm like, I should do a tour. And then I'm like, wait, people need to know about speaking. People should go on a tour. Like, this is brilliant. And in an evening, I recorded all the content, all the trainings for the 30 days. I crafted the marketing. I started launching literally the week after. And two weeks later, we had a program with 25 people uh, ready to start the challenge. And I was like, yeah, how, how did this happen? Like, it <laughs> blew my mind. Um, So I think that's, if anything, that's a key takeaway. Like, if an offer comes to you, whether it's a paid offer or a free idea, whatever, that just genuinely comes to you, run with it. Because that's going to be so much more aligned and so much more meant to be than trying to force to create something inside of your business. Yeah, 100%. I've got an idea. You sold me on threads, right? But I've got this idea. And I'm like, does it really solve a problem or does it just really solve my problem? <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm still figuring that one out. So something that I really admire about you, and you've clearly honed your craft, right? So I feel like on Threads, and we were talking about how Threads is different. It literally is just a big pot of chats and conversations, right? But what I love about how you are, how you're leveraging the platform is not to only just have conversations, but you are also leading with your expertise. Are there any tips or any strategies that you could share that could help us kind of really step into being a leader and feeling comfortable about sharing our expertise with others? Yeah. I'm currently experimenting. So yes, I am just as new as you are. We've I, I think I've been on it for, I want to say like three weeks. Technically, I joined last August, but I ditched it right yeah, away. Same. Yeah, <laughs> just going to take my handle. Bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I've been loving, 
And I think it speaks a lot for just marketing as a whole. I think everything that we're experimenting with on threads can be things that we can leverage on all our other marketing platforms. And I think they're going to go a really, really long way. And the way that I'm viewing it, it's almost like let threads be unhinged. Like don't force it. Don't overthink it. Don't try and market. But if like what we're talking about, like how do we showcase our expertise Mm. is one of the questions that I'm trying to even just use on myself is what am I thinking? What are the thoughts that are coming up for me? Like just in the moment, because there's so many thoughts I have, and I'm sure there's a lot of Mm. thoughts that you have too. Like how many Mm. times have you seen a piece of content or had a conversation with a client or somebody in the online space and your brain literally goes, ugh. Like, I wish more people knew about X. I wish they would understand that this is why it's so powerful or so whatever. And you have all those thoughts. You have all these like random on the spot, let's say unhinged thoughts that are not filtered at all. And then we go ahead and we filter them because we're like, how can I make this thought, this thing that I have in my head, a piece of content? That's where we tend to get stuck. That's it. That is it. Yeah. So instead, you have the thought, get it out. Like what I've been doing now lately is I'll get the first thought out and it might be kind of random, not really fully put together and not really touch on what I want to touch, but it's okay. It will scratch the surface, right? And then I publish it and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, this is also very important on that topic. So I'll publish another one. And then, and all of a sudden you have like five different threads that are technically on the same topic, but different people are going to find it or the same people are going to find it. It's going to touch on repetition and all together, they're finally going to get the point across. And if they don't, then you touch on it again tomorrow and the next day or next month, you take a break and you talk about something else. But to be able to just get your thoughts out as they come, that can be really freaking powerful, especially for somebody that's like playing around with their message and their voice and you're trying to get more comfortable with it. Instead of trying to get it perfect the first round, just practice getting it out. Practice using your voice, period. And then the more you do that, the more you'll start like not judging what you say, not filtering what you say. And then the message that you truly want to share with the world will start getting more and more powerful and louder, which is the important part, not in terms of screaming and yelling out at people, but, you know, just just bold and direct and like, this is what I mean. This is what I want to get out there. And you'll own it more confidently because you're no longer trying to think, oh, I can't say anything or like, do I have to say the right word? Wait, you don't care about that anymore. All you care about is sharing your mission of impact with the world. I love that. And you're right. It's that, how do I put this into a piece of content that hits every single, (laughs) you know what I mean? Which is what we're taught if you've taken enough Instagram courses. That's what we're taught when it comes to content. But I loved when you shared, I'm on mat leave and I've just secured, are you at eight? collab opportunities now? Yes, eight with potentially two more on the works. I submitted my forms that got sent to me. So now it's just a matter of getting the yes or the no. We'll see. It'll be yes. Like, hands <laughs> it down. will be a yes. But, <laughs> so I remember seeing these posts. I, I, I see them as a like update posts. And I'm like, how is she doing that? Because you're right. You're not hard selling on threads. But at the same time, you're also not like, I just had a client session and we did X, Y, Z. You're not doing that either. Yeah. So I don't know. What is your secret sauce, girl? <laughs> because I'm just like, <laughs> she's on mat leave. She's going to come back and she's going to have a whole slew of like appearances. 
and her visibility tours just kind of started. So we're definitely, you slash threads have inspired me to revamp visibility tour a little bit. So you're not seeing it yet. You're seeing the videos with the original video prompts, which I know you can uh, kind of play around with to make work for threads. But for the next live round, which you'll have access to, we're actually adding like thread prompts. So that's going to be really freaking awesome because, yeah, I'm loving threads. I'm booking so many speaking engagements that I feel like it's just it needs to be added. And if people are on threads, amazing, they'll use it. And otherwise, they'll use the regular prompts that are already there and will already help you as it is. But to answer your question, I think, honestly, it's two things. So one, the fact that I'm just sharing the thoughts as they come, like, Mm. I think What that does is it really showcases the values that I have. Like I talk a lot about a lot of different things, but uh, if I were to pick different buckets, I talk about expertise related stuff. So like speaking, uh, just stuff that could come up in coaching, but I don't share Mm. it, like you said, from a coaching lens. I share from like, this is what I believe in. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I care about. And people that care about those things or that even struggle with those things and would love to uh, be able to step into a different kind of reality, they see that and that resonates because it's real thoughts that people are having the same way that I'm having those thoughts, right? I'm just voicing them out loud. So the fact that people get to resonate with that, that can be really powerful, whether it's to book speaking engagements, to sign clients, to just make friends with people in the online space, because We all, I know that we're all very unique, but we have a lot of the same thoughts. So when you start voicing them, you give people something to react to, to resonate Mm -hmm. with, to just feel like they're finally, like they finally feel seen, really, it is what it is. Mm. Um, So that goes a really long way in terms of content creation. But when it comes to the speaking, that, what I just spoke about, obviously goes a long way because that's what I'm going to be speaking about on all these opportunities However, I'm very unapologetic with the fact that I am a speaker. And I think that's something that people don't often do. I've started seeing a lot of it now lately, and it might be a mix of the algorithm on threads showing me what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. So people that are looking for opportunities are doing it, or maybe they're seeing my content. Like I've been calling people out. I'm like, put yourself out there. Like say that you're a speaker. And people are starting to do that. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Because no. I've always thought that a speaker is someone who has that big stage. Mm. So I have not done that. I don't know when I'll get there. Right? <laughs> right? But I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm not going to full on go into coaching mode, but I'm going to leave you a little no, question. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> is, <laughs> like, isn't this a stage? Yes, yes. This is a stage. Mm-hmm. This is Aren't a mini, mini, speaking? mini, mini stage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know, but just using the word speaker... Just makes me th- like, isn't Oprah a speaker? I just feel like, oh my God, she the imposter is. syndrome really hits. Yeah. And that's uh, you acknowledging and like coming to terms with that, I think will go a really yeah. long way. Like coach yourself on it, right? Like start to play around even at home. Just like call yourself a speaker just for fun. Even if you don't believe it, even if it like shakes you to, to, shakes you to your core and makes you all nervous. But just play around with owning it at home in private and see how that see how that feels. Um, because you are a speaker, like you've spoken, even if in small stages, you have your podcast, like you help other people own their speaker identity through their own podcast. Like you really are deep in the thick of this. It's just a matter of, um, oh, there's gotta be a, a good word for this. My like Spanish brain is like holding me back right now, but there's gotta be 
a perfect, almost like marriage. Yeah, let's call it a marriage between the identity, the person that you actually are, the speaker, and then mm. the other side where it's like holding you back. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's bring them together because you already are. You just have to come to terms with it, right? You just have to own it. Yeah. But technically, like I would call you a speaker. You already are one. Um, yeah, I'm a bit, that's a bit um, <laughs> hypocritical, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, man. Thanks for that call out. <laughs> <laughs> but circling back, I think owning it goes a really long way because it's the same way that you market your offers, right? Like what I love to say about speaking is you get to add speaking to your business model. And that includes talking about it the way that you talk about your offers. Because if you don't talk about your offers, people don't know how they can hire you, how mm. they can pay you for your expertise. So the same way, if you don't say, hey... I'm a speaker, or even if you don't want to say that specifically, but hey, I'm actively booking interviews, speaking engagements, whatever. Yes. How are people supposed to know? Yeah, I just assume they will just guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody who is absolutely obsessed with your content will, which will happen. But for you to put yourself out there and to start booking, to take initiative to book those speaking engagements is going to go a really long way because the more speaking engagements you book, the more kind of like brand awareness you build around your speaker identity. And that's when it starts to snowball. And that's when people really mm. start to notice. And they're like, oh, like there's all this demand for your topic, for your expertise. Like, let me tune in. Let me start paying attention. And the more that they notice, the more they're like, I want that fresh perspective. I want that specific person telling that specific story within my platform, within my communities. And that's when things like really change. Like a lot mm. of the times now, I don't pitch myself to speaking opportunities. I think out of the almost 10 that I've booked now in the past three weeks, there was one, three, three opportunities that I pitched myself to. The other seven mm. came to me, right? And it's just from putting yourself out there, building that reputation as a speaker. So it really, um, I think it's really important and it's going to make a huge difference uh, for you, for anybody listening to work through that mindset drama around being a speaker, which I totally understand because yes, 99% of people, when they think of a speaker, they do think Oprah, like big celebrities, mm. like big stages, people doing like the TED Talks. Uh, people uh, speaking people. <laughs> at right conferences, retreats, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but that's, you can do that today technically, but that's long-term. That's when you mm. grow and when you really build such a massive reputation that you're in demand and people are paying you like five figures to come speak on their <laughs> stage. But until yeah. then, you're probably not going to get paid. Or if you get paid, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks and that's okay. Like you're building up your portfolio, you're building up your expertise, you're going from the small stage to the big one. But when you're at a small stage, you're still a speaker. And I think that's really important to own. Uh, I think that gets to be empowering and it's the truth. And I think that's an important part to stick with. Uh, well, thank you. We could talk for hours and hours and hours, but you have dropped so many gems, especially how you have integrated speaking and podcasting, which I kind of knew it before because it's what I help my clients with, but you've really enforced that point about how your podcast is the stage that helps prepare you to speak on those more public. Because podcasting is just you in your bedroom <laughs> or you in your sunroom recording, right? But it really does prepare you to take the next step. So I hope our listeners have found so much value from this conversation. And for my long-term listeners, you've heard it from someone else other than me. Podcasting can be lucrative. You just need to have the right strategy and show up as your authentic self 
on your show. So before we go, Steph, is there any other last bits of advice that you'd like to share? And then secondly, where can people find you? I will leave everybody listening with a tiny, tiny, maybe a little bit terrifying, actionable step you can take. Go to your Instagram bio, or if you don't use Instagram and you, oh God, you're you're already terrified. (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) No. Your Instagram bio, your threads, your YouTube, your email signature, wherever it is that you market, just find the spot where your bio would be, where your byline, your name, and just add speaker to your title. It's that simple. (laughs) You can see me now. Right? The face. (laughs) My body's just like, oh. (laughs) But, you know, very, very good actionable tip. Take it, run with it, guys. And where can people connect with you? Yeah, I would say Instagram is probably the best bet because even if I'm not going to be utilizing it as my main marketing platform, I'm still there all the time. And from there, you got access to every other platform, every resource, every everything. Uh, but I am pretty consistent on social media. So Instagram at Steph Wharton underscore. And I can't wait to chat. And the podcast. And the podcast. I am going to force you to market this podcast. <laughs> I love that. Because it's really, really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell people about it. Thank you for that opportunity. I love that. The Whole Damn Vibe podcast. Absolutely. We focus all around speaking, embracing that speaker identity, getting visible in sustainable ways, and honestly, prioritizing the Whole Damn Vibe lifestyle, which is why I've named it like that. And it's all about just making new memories. And the reason I love speaking, love visibility, is because it really allows you to step into that lifestyle, the one that you really crave, as opposed to just hustling 24-7. So yes, check out the Whole Damn Vibe ma- Mastermind, I said almost. <laughs> the Whole Damn Vibe <laughs> podcast. See, even speakers stumble through their words. And I think that's really important yeah. to know. You get to do that. Like You get to be your real authentic self when you're having a conversation. You make mistakes. That's just so valuable, I think. Anyway, Whole Damn Vibe podcast. I hope to see you there or on Instagram. Uh, definitely don't be afraid to reach out. 100%. Thank you, Steph. If you are listening to this episode, at the like live, the week it drops, please head on over to the show notes, click the link to register for the bundle so that you can grab Steph's very own visibility tour masterclass. I can't wait to get my hands. I mean, I know I'm in your paid product, but I just want all the things, all the Steph things. So make sure you head on over and grab that resource. All right. Thank you, Steph, so much for your time, especially I know that you have a little bubba. And I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Podcast Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners just like you are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact? Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.